This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Don't mind if I do. I'm going to launch my passion project. I'm going to make it look great <laughs> on it every when you device. Launch your passion. <laughs> yes, I'm going to launch my passion into the internet. <laughs> okay. And it's going to look great. Yikes. And if I get stuck, I'm going to contact their 24 <laughs> 7 customer support. It's award winning, like my website is going to be. <laughs> so head to squarespace.com slash spilled for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, do what I did and you the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about chicken and rice. Yes. The many types of chicken and rice. We are not going to be able to cover them all not even in close. This, this episode. Chicken and rice. What were uh, we even thinking? I know. It's way too broad. It shows up in so many different forms, in so many different parts of the world, in so many different cultures. Yes. And I mean, they're all good, as far as I know. I don't think I've ever had a bad chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. I mean, except, uh, you know, the chicken and rice from Oregon. Terrible. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Way to throw shade on Oregon, your home state. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. Harsh. Um, so here's here's how I tried to narrow it down a little bit, and we're still leaving out a ton of stuff. Is okay. I want to talk about chicken and rices. <laughs> Chickens and rice. Chickens and rice. Chickens and rices, where the chicken is cooked with the rice. Okay. Okay. So, or maybe at least the rice is cooked with fat and broth from the chicken. Yeah, is okay. that another That's variation? Right, because Hainanese chicken rice, the yeah. chicken isn't actually cooked with the rice, but the yeah. rice is cooked in the poaching liquid. Yeah. See, I already broke my own rule. Oh my God. No, what are I we like, going to do? I don't, I don't live by the rules. I live by my own rules. And then I break my own rules. And then I feel bad about it. And then I make new rules. Cool. I'm an outlaw. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Matthew, you know, hold on. We need to do memory lane. Yes. I do not especially remember having this type of chicken and rice preparation growing up. I did not either. I think that the, the first time I ever encountered 
chicken and rice like cooked together was actually it, it was back in the days when I lived in Oklahoma. I was okay. in, it was in high school. So we had some family friends, the Shadids, Pam and Bill Shadid. And um, Pam came from a, a big Lebanese family. They were all really great cooks. In fact, the other day I was reorganizing my bookshelf and I found this little like um you know, like stapled together, Xeroxed, uh, like community cookbook called oh, Our yes. Favorite Lebanese Recipes. Oh, that sounds awesome. It was made by like some aunt of Pam Shadid's or something. Anyway, Pam gave me this copy when I was in high school and I had highlighted in it this recipe that she made for me and my family one night. And it was chicken cooked with rice. Um, and there was a lot of caramel. There were a lot of caramelized onions involved. Yes. And some cinnamon and so it was this wonderful like sort of gently warmly spiced rice you know that was like flavored with caramelized onion and then had had pieces of chicken in there too and i loved it i think she served it with yogurt maybe this is very similar to the thing that i made today yeah i was gonna make a raita to go with the biryani that i made today i have not made the raita but we might have time okay anyway so I think that that is the only time that in my childhood that I really encountered this idea of of chicken and rice. And and it wasn't until I uh, lived here in Seattle and heard about uh, probably the the most famous chicken and rice uh, in the Pacific Northwest, which is Nong's Cowman Guy in Portland. And I still have not eaten it, though. Oh, I have. It's great. I have heard such good things. And I, I have eaten cow man guy at uh, Little Uncle yes. here in Seattle, where, oh, gosh, the the chicken, the cup of chicken broth they give you with it yes. is like so rich. And uh, it, it, you can almost feel the rich, like the thickness of it in your mouth. Feel the thickness. Feel the thickness. <laughs> Love feeling thick yeah. stuff in my mouth. Um, we should we should should we, we talk should, right now about what cow mangai is? Yeah, let's otherwise, talk about it. Otherwise, we'll be pe- leaving people in so much suspense that okay. they're going to explode. They are. Cow mangai is a uh, well. It's it's derived from Hainanese chicken rice, but is the Thai version. So oh you, no, now you're going to have to talk about Hainanese chicken rice. Okay, so you poach you poach some chicken, then you take the poaching liquid and you is cook. the poaching liquid water. Uh, it's a, it's water, but then it, you know it's become becomes flavored stocks. with the with the chicken broth. Okay. I mean, with the chicken goodness. It essence, becomes and it fat. becomes a stock. It becomes a stock because okay. you cooked a chicken in it. Okay. Um, and and its stock is on the rise because then you you cook oh. the rice in it. <laughs> and it's, so you get its stock is on the rice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Molly has never been more proud of herself. <laughs> That that me, that metal looks. I don't know good if you guys you. heard, but I'm a writer. <laughs> I use words for a living. Uh huh. Um, and and if you and if you work hard, maybe someday you'll you can also be a podcaster. Um, go on, Matthew. Well, okay. So uh, you cook the rice in the poaching liquid from the chicken, which has like you know chicken flavor, chicken fat in it, um, and then you serve that rice with the sliced poached chicken, usually at room temperature, mm-hmm. and like a, a hot sauce, like with uh, a sambal, like a, like a tart hot sauce, um, and like usually a cucumber salad and some soup. Mm-hmm. And the soup is like the the chicken yeah. cooking liquid. Yeah. But, like, but somehow it's like so rich. It's reduced. It's reduced. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so so that's Hainanese chicken rice. 
So um, that's that's Kalman guy in particular. Okay. And so how is that different from Hainanese chicken rice, which is named for Hainan, China? Yeah. So I don't think I've ever had like the original style of Hainanese chicken rice. But as, as I have been told, the ch- poached chicken is served... Um, like like you're looking for a very particular kind of slippery texture with the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, I mean, I think the accompaniments vary, mm-hmm. but like the, the whole goal is to get like this, this like kind of uh, slippery poached chicken. It's very much a textural dish. And, and is the, are you looking for a certain slipperiness to the, the flesh as well? I think so, but, okay. it, but especially like like a shiny, slippery skin. And does that have to do with the um, like the 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 poaching temperature or the length of time that it's poached? It does. Or, okay. Do I remember the details? No, but it's definitely all in the poaching technique. That's so interesting. I feel like um, I learned. Uh, I, I think from Francis Lamb. Actually, I I I I didn't grow up knowing a lot about about. Chinese food or regional Chinese cuisines. And I had no idea how much they made use of these textures that oh, yeah. that we weren't making use of in, in my household. Slippery textures yep. and, and chewy chewy uh-huh. textures. Like bouncy, snappy textures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so d- Matthew, do you know anything about how they would achieve that in the Hainanese chicken rice? No? Um, how about we're going to we're gonna take a break in a little bit. I'm going to warm up the chicken rice that I made, chicken and rice that I made last night, and we okay. can, uh, which is not high Hainanese chicken rice, okay. um, but uh, I will I will look th- look into this during the break. Okay, but, but, but make really... me do that because usually when I say that, then I forget. Okay, okay, I'll make <laughs> you do it. But no, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the sauce. When I have had the sauce from Little Uncle in particular, it's a really um, it, it's a really strongly flavored, salty and slightly spicy brown sauce made with made with like dark soy sauce. Ah, oh, okay, okay. It's so delicious. Like yes. dipping a, a little corner of a piece of chicken in the sauce and, and eating it with the rice and then taking a big, big swig of this chicken broth. A big swig. Big swig. Um, the yeah, only swig to have. Sometimes the hot sauce and the soy sauce are separate. Sometimes they're together. Like it's ah. it's one of these dishes. It's like a like a you know a cassoulet that uh, like every every family every village has their own version. Only in this case, it's it's like spread out over many different countries. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's huge in in Thailand, in China, in Malaysia, in Singapore. And in fact, there is a there is a Singaporean movie that uh-huh. I came across while I was researching this called Chicken Rice War. Um, I will uh, I will read the description. It's a romantic comedy. Yes. Released in 2000 by Rain Tree Pictures. It is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet in a Singaporean setting where fierce competition between rival chicken rice hawkers resulted in bitter enmity. I want to see this. I know. It, it looks really good. That sounds fantastic. I wonder. I believe if the whole movie is available on YouTube for free. I wonder if it's one of those things like like watching Big Night or something that's going to leave you starving by the end of it. Oh, I got so hungry just reading Wikipedia pages for different types of chicken rice. I, I think few things make me well. Few things uh, make me salivate quite like nerds. As heard on the movie Candy episode, and I mean human nerds as yeah. well, uh, and and chicken and chicken human rice, nerds. chicken rice, because it's like it combines like salty, savory, fatty, all of these things, and like the comforting quality of it, and, and ah, it's all things. There is so much saliva in my mouth right now. I could fill your canteen. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay, let's go. Let's go um, warm up. Like what you made. I'm trying to remember what the context was for this, but I, 
I, I re- years ago, I bet I learned about this in a Mary Roach book, that, like maybe Gulp. Okay. Um, that there was an experiment. What they were trying to learn from the experiment, I do not remember. But one part of it involved people like collecting their saliva and then tasting it later. And they had to call <gasps> off the experiment because people would not do it. It's so, yeah, it's like, well, as I've said to June a couple of times, once food goes into your mouth, it should not come back out. This is very good I advice. I shouldn't see I it again. Uh-huh. And and the same thing goes Unless for saliva. You're a cow. What is in your mouth stays in your mouth. This this is just good advice. Unless you're making out. But even then, it's like, I don't, uh, you know, like, Matthew, do, yes. you, do you and Lori ever have to, oh, no. have to like, stop and wipe your mouths during makeouts? Like, do things um, get too wet? No. I, um, I, I, I mean, not, not like, that. Just, it just doesn't bother me. I used to feel really self-conscious about it. And, and now it's just sort of like a thing. I don't know if it's like, because I have quite, like, large lips. I don't know. But oh. I have to stop and, like, There's that bragging again. wipe them. <laughs> Shut up i have to stop and wipe them all the time when i'm like making out it's just i have these these like full luscious you, lips like you I, matthew I, I you what can I, what are can I say? so uncomfortable whenever i talk about making out i don't i mean i did i was i did appear on that ham and cheese episode or whatever it was you, you just briefly appeared i, hid, I did hide, hide under hi, the table with my microphone the whole time <laughs> No, no. I, I okay. You're right. I need to grow up. I need to stop being embarrassed by makeouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure your wife would appreciate it. No, I mean, I, at least I answered the question this time. Usually, usually I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. This happened on a recent episode, right? I think yeah. you asked me to like explain in detail like what is my type. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you clammed yeah. up. Clammed mm-hmm. right up. And yeah. And then later, I was listening to that episode with wife of the show, Lori, and. Uh, and and she was like, oh yeah, I know, I I knew what you were gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I guess uh, I guess it would have been fine. But yeah, in general, I want saliva to stay stay in a mouth, and I don't want to sip it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to drink it. I don't want a wanna... cup. I don't want like a little sake cup of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can, a shot glass. Would you just warm up the chicken and rice you made? Sure please? thing. And uh, what, what was I gonna look up? Oh, how they get the, how they make it slippery? How do they make it slippery? Just in general. The answer may surprise you. Put that into Google. How do they make it slippery? All that and more after the break. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. And I would like to turn my dream into a reality with Squarespace. And my dream has something to do with iceberg lettuce. That's all I know for sure. What if you made a website that like allows you to uh, plan your salad for tonight? Oh, so it's like... uh, It's like a... Plan salad... SaladYourNight.com. <laughs> exactly. Salad Your Night. You go, you choose your base greens, uh-huh. maybe iceberg, maybe arugula, uh, maybe any number of other things. Wait, could it be like SaladDays.fr? Something like that. I can do all of this with Squarespace, and it's going to be so easy. I can add my images of fresh leafy greens. Um, I, I, I you can, can add some to, like uh, images of tomatoes. Yep, I can add some images of olives. Blue it's, it's, cheese. Yes, uh, these are all things that go in salads. Things that go into Squarespace websites are easy drag and drop design, beautifully professionally designed templates, twenty four seven customer support. These are the ingredients in my Squarespace salad. And there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. So. I'm going to go to squarespace.com slash spilled and get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Matthew, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash spilled offer code spilled. 
This episode is brought to you by Grove. Grove is a company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. See, here's the deal. I am already using products that Grove carries, like Mrs. Meyers, Method, 7th Generation, Tom's. However, inevitably, the stores that I go to don't have all the products that I want. I've got to go to multiple stores. i got to make a trip all the way up to the big box store way up yep. north of town. Forget it. You know what you should do? You should use Grove Collaborative. Uh-huh. They will send you a wonderfully packed box full of all of the stuff that you already like, plus some new favorites like their own flagship products that you can't get anywhere else. Yep. You can sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash spilled milk, and you'll get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free. What a sweet deal with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co, not grove.com, grove.co slash spilled milk. Okay, while Molly is finishing her chicken and rice, mm-hmm. um, I have I have news from the world of Hainanese chicken rice. So uh, the thing I said before was incorrect. Oh. It is not in Hainan, China, where they especially prize the slippery texture. It is in Singapore and Malaysia. And what they do is after poaching the chicken, they dip it in ice to produce a jelly-like skin. Oh, God, whoa! Commonly referred to as Baiji white chicken. While Thai Kaomong Gai notably omits this step. Hmm. That is so interesting. Yeah. Are there other aspects of, of, I mean, I'm sure there are, but are are you aware of other aspects or other dishes in Singaporean or Malaysian cooking that, um, that, that use chicken skin like to, for this textural I do Purpose? not know, but I know we have listeners. I, I know we have listeners in Singapore. We have listeners who know way more about this stuff than we do. Yeah, that's okay. So, uh, dot com or facebook.com slash podcast and uh, tell us what we should have known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So hold on. Let's talk about what we just ate because it is yeah. a whole. It, it's a whole different beast. It's. Uh, from, I mean, it's it's from it's chicken still rice, a chicken. as we've just been discussing. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I made a biryani. Mm-hmm. Biryani, which is probably the first chicken and rice preparation that that I had as mm-hmm. a kid, like at an Indian restaurant. It Can I is, tell you something? Yeah. This was my first biryani. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm. It's not the best biryani I've ever made. It was fine. Okay. It was fine. Um, I want it... I want it to be like moister. So uh, biryani is an Indian dish. Well, it's, it's uh, like it, it's popular throughout like the the uh, South Asia um, and uh, and like everywhere. Uh, it's great. You cook chicken usually with uh, although there are versions made with mutton also. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, you cook the chicken layered with rice and caramelized onions and herbs and spices. And what have you what have you cooked the onions in? What kind of fat? So the fat from browning the chicken. Um, okay. So I take, okay, so so you I brown take chicken, the chicken thighs, first. brown the chicken, uh, you know, you render some fat from the chicken skin and, and a little oil, add a little oil, and, uh, and then cook uh, a lot of onions in that and uh, then throw in some ch- uh, fresh chilies, um, some uh, spices that, uh, that have been toasted and ground, um, and usually throw in some whole cardamom pods and cumin seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you then you make a layer like it layer it up like in a pot with um, uh, like a layer of rice, uh, layer of onions, throw in mm-hmm. some fresh herbs, the chicken, 
uh, more onions, more rice, more herbs. You pour, pour uh, water over the top of that and you and you bake it or cook it on the stove until the rice is fluffy and the chicken is cooked. Wow. Okay. And so, so you know, like Hainanese chicken rice, we talked about the fact that it comes with a sauce or, or sometimes two separate sauces. Yep. What about this? Um, usually serve it with a raita. Okay. So like a, a cooling yogurt sauce. Mm-hmm. I did not make one this time because I was too lazy. This has a nice amount of heat to it. It um, It's the kind of heat that, that leaves your mouth feeling like temperature warm. Yeah. I used, I just used jalapenos in this one and like, uh, put in a few jalapenos, but just uh, used the ribs and seeds from one of them. Okay. How, how are biryani and pilaf different? Oh, this is a matter of much debate. As best as I could figure out, because I grew up eating what uh, rice pilaf, I think from like the, uh, what's it called? The West... Near West, Near East. Oh, Near East. Near East brand mm-hmm. from a box. Um, yeah, I think of, of rice pilaf as a very um, like uh, mainstream American dish, but but p- perhaps different from from what it's yeah, the, where so, it originated. So I think pilaf, the term or like a pulao, is, is yes. more likely to refer to like a a side dish rather than a main course. Uh-huh. But I think there's a lot of overlap in the terms biryani and pilaf, and yeah. no no one is ever going to definitively settle this question. Well, I think about except like, for us right now. <laughs> no, I think about Persian rice. Um, oh God, I love Persian rice. Persian rice, where you're you know you're trying to get this golden crust yes. on the bottom of the rice. Um, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, is there a there must be a like a, a Persian version of chicken chicken rice probably yeah. with caramelized onions. I, I maybe think lentils. So, so I looked I looked into this a little bit cuz I remember like um my one of my wife's best friends um uh, her late father's uh, Persian and uh, um, from Iran and would cook for us when I when we would go over to to their house and I don't remember. So I remember he would make the creamy chicken, which was delicious. And he would make like two different versions of Persian rice. And you would eat the creamy chicken like on the Persian rice. Ah, But it wasn't it wasn't actually chicken cooked together with rice. But I feel certain that that must exist as a part of Persian cuisine also. I don't know why I didn't think of this like 30 seconds ago. It's not too late. Samin Nosrat in her wonderful, wonderful book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I've been watching the show on Netflix. Me too. It's so great. It's so good. Um, anyway, Samin has a recipe for Persian rice with chicken. There we go. And uh, anyway, it's fantastic. I've made it, and uh, it makes so much food. It is the gift that keeps giving. And as I recall, it has in it uh, dates and raisins that you have um, sautéed in a little bit of butter. Yeah, so they get kind of oh, that plump and a little bit sweet. And those are mixed in with the rice, the chicken, and I think lentils and onions. So I think something, I feel like something that is common to most, if not all, of these chicken and rice preparations is the goal is to get the chicken flavor into the rice. It's not, so the rice is always the star of the dish. Like it's never, Mm -hmm. it's not like fried chicken where the goal is to like, you know, highlight a great piece of chicken. Mm -hmm. Like the, the chicken is there almost like... I don't want to say like filler, but mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's like the protein element, but like the it's it's supposed to infuse the rice with chicken flavor. No, I I, I, I had never thought about that, but it I feel like rice, when it is cooked perfectly and, and, and flavored well, there is no more perfect food, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. I but I, I it had never occurred to me that, that chicken rice was really 
All about uh, like complimenting the rice. Yeah. So I, I went down a major like I, I I mean I pretty much just want to compliment rice like all rice, like I've got so many compliments great. for rice. Like just keep doing what you're doing, rice. Rice, you look beautiful today. Yeah. <laughs> the way the way you like uh, cascade out of the scoop. Yes. When I, when I, uh, the sound you make when you skitter over the floor. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Like I, like a couple times in the last week, I've dropped my salt dish on the floor and like gotten salt, kosher salt all over the kitchen linoleum. And in those moments, you wished it were rice. I wished it were anything else. <laughs> and you wished you were anywhere else. I wish I would. Yeah, I had to. No, I just I, I left my family. I moved. I, I moved to a different town. Thanks for coming with me. We are at an undisclosed location <laughs> where there's no salt on the floor. Right. But like but getting like eating all the saltless food is very depressing. So I think we're going to have to go back. What about Latin American versions? We've, we've spent a, a lot of time uh, in, in Asia, Southeast yes. Asia. So all arroz con pollo. Ah. Ah, yes. Um, So arroz con pollo is something that I have not made in a long time, Um, but it is delicious. Um, And again, you know, it's... It's so similar. Like, all these dishes, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't think they all, like, derive from, like, an original, like... I was going to say the word er, but I don't know if... I don't think I've ever said that before, and I don't know if... An original mother dish. Yes, original mother dish. Um, That's what I am. I'm a mother dish. Yeah. Um... What, what with those lips and all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, arroz con pollo, there are versions throughout Latin America, um, and it is usually made with a sofrito base, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's like a cooked way down sautéed aromatic vegetable base, um, onions, often including onions peppers. and bell peppers or another type of peppers, often olives. Oh, I didn't know about the um, olives. Uh, cumin is usually added, mm-hmm. but like, you know, again, like, like the chicken rice, the Hainanese chicken rice, like this, this dish is spread like all over a large region and everybody has an opinion about it and every version is great. Mm-hmm. That is our opinion. Um, what kind like, of rice do you use? So it also depends, like everything from like, uh, you know, usually, usually like a, uh, a medium or long grain, uh, white rice, but, uh, okay. like also like often like instant rice. You know, I was uh, so so recently my partner and I went to Greece for a vacation and we ordered meatballs at a restaurant. Sure. This restaurant that we really came to love. Anyway, they asked us whether we wanted um, potatoes, pasta or rice with the meatballs. And we asked for rice. And what came out was, I think, just like minute rice. Sure. And it was so delicious with this kind of like oily, meaty sauce from the meatballs. There was nothing I would have wanted other than that minute rice. Have you ever crunched minute rice straight from the box? No. It's very satisfying. What is it like? Um, Is it just a good crunch? Yeah, it's just a good crunch. Like, Hmm. you know, because, because it's been par cooked and and dried like it it has like a crunchable texture mm-hmm. i would not recommend doing this with just regular yeah <laughs> dry no, rice no no um so we're gonna link to i have not made it yet but i put on my to make soon list um a puerto rican version of arroz con pollo from a website called the noshery mm-hmm. that uh, just looks iconic what about um, so that's from latin america mm-hmm. what about like further further south into um, South America are their versions. There is a Brazilian version called Galinhada um, that uh, is made with saffron and herbs and is often mm-hmm. served with hard-boiled eggs. Like hard-boiled eggs that are 
nestled into it? Yeah. Like like sliced in half. Okay. Okay. Um, or quartered maybe. Okay. Uh, that sounds beautiful. Like, yeah. Visually beautiful. And now we're we're kind of getting to the end of my of my like off the cuff chicken and rice knowledge. I do want to say so like um I started the the uh, biryani page on Wikipedia is very very long. And you can go into like a trance-like state r- reading about all of the different biryani variations from throughout India and other parts of, of South Asia. Uh-huh. And like just like how every town has its own version, like some are made with lamb, some are made with chicken, some are vegetarian. They all sound fucking amazing. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe we could link to the uh, biryani Wikipedia yes, page. I think we, I think we can. Okay. Wow, Matthew, I learned so much. Yeah, so which which chicken and rice thing? Oh, the, the other thing I wanted to say is like the the next star um, other than the rice is the onions. Like okay. not every yeah. chicken and rice preparation has a bunch of onions like Hainanese chicken and rice doesn't, but like a biryani for me, like it's about the rice and it's about those those juicy caramelized, spicy yes, caramelized onions. Totally, totally. No, I mean, you know, the 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 gateway dish for me, the Pam Shadid's Lebanese chicken and rice. Yeah, that was, I mean, really, I think seasonings wise, it had only caramelized onions, salt, pepper, and some cinnamon. Yeah. And I don't really know what else you could possibly need. Yeah, this biryani, I mean, it had uh, cardamom pods, cumin, a cinnamon stick, uh, turmeric, garam masala, and some fresh chilies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that, w- so do you have a, a favorite version? Or is that like trying to like name a favorite <sighs> child among all your children? I feel like when I make biryani, I, I like pull up a different recipe every time. Mm-hmm. Um and so I don't have like one to recommend, but we'll we'll link to at least some biryani recipe. Okay. What about chicken and rice variations? Do you have a do you have a favorite a favorite cultural variation? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think biryani is my favorite, but I do love a like a kamangai. I think that that would be my favorite. I think that um, we haven't even talked about the Malaysian chicken and rice dish that I make. No, which which uh, we've talked about on the show before. Like it's it's uh, from a recipe from Zach Palaccio, and it's oh yes, it's similar. Yes, yes. It, it's it's like you talked about this in the scallion episode, maybe right? in the scallion it has episode because scallion pickled vinegar, scallions. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we can link to that recipe again too. Okay, um, it, it makes a cr- uh, crusty rice bottom like a Persian rice, but it also is like you know a simple like a uh, like a Hainanese chicken rice, but it uses bone inch. Anyway, there's uh, there's a lot going on there. I think that I really, Kalman uh, uh, Guy really pushes all of, of the right buttons for mm-hmm. me. I love, um, I also, I, I like, so when I'm eating, I tend to keep my food in separate piles. Oh, we should talk about this. Yeah. And so. Wife of the show, Lori, I think is, is a, is a piler also. Yeah. And, and so there's something about Kalman Guy that, that appeals to me in that respect as well. Like. It is the separate elements yeah. that you combine as you see fit. Hmm. Whereas biryani or Samin's Persian rice, both of these things I love. I mean, admittedly, your biryani, like I said, was the first one I've, I've actually eaten. Somehow, in all my my visits to Indian restaurants, I've never ordered a biryani. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have the same like you know sort of currency among. Uh, 
non-Indian customers that like, you know, mm-hmm. you go thinking like, I'm going to get curry and put curry on top of my rice. Yes. Um, and like a biryani is a rice dish that, you know, doesn't need anything else except yes. maybe a little raita. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it's great. Do it. Anyway, I think that left to my own devices, I, I really like I love the idea of, of cooking these things together to sort of bring out the best or the sort of like some like beautiful essence of each one. I try not to use the word essence yeah, too no, much, but I, I think I, I, I said did, it I earlier. Just I think it. I said chicken essence. Anyway, <laughs> which so was, I think Kalman guys, a great R and B group. Yeah, <laughs> chicken essence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love their new album. What's that called again? Their new album is called Slippery Skin. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I like it down too. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, everybody. So you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash spilled milk podcast. Where I don't know. Will you tell us about um, you know what is there? A version of chicken and rice or chicken rice that we missed. I think there are probably oh, hundreds I, yeah, that I we think, missed. I think there are like at least fifty prominent ones. That Please we missed. enumerate all of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we're going to post uh, some links to some recipes and to the biryani page on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And um, you've probably already found us uh, via your favorite podcasting app, but you can find us on iTunes, on Castbox, on Stitcher. Uh, all those places. Yep. Uh, thank you to uh, our producer Abby Circatella. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our listeners, you. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Our skin is slippery, our lips are full, and we're enjoyed around the world. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Well. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. (laughs) We're not recording. No, we are. (laughs) But it's flashing. Oh, there we go. Yeah, now we're recording. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we were already recording. Oh, we were? Yeah. Oh. The show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Should we start over? Let's start over. I'm Matthew. Will you stop rattling your paper? (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 